Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way. Because when we do, we see the evidence of his favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared. You might cry a little bit and you might be tempted to shout a couple yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what he wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hey, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turn top 1% network marketer, turn dream job, living my best life as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and heart set in sync with the father so you can bloom into all he's created you to be? Then let's grow girl. Hey, hey, sister friend, welcome back to the Garden of Favor. Oh, today we're getting, we're getting real. So if you have been connected with me for any amount of time, you know, I say I'm a, I'm your cheerleader. I am cheering you on, but I am also a little bit of a tough love cheerleader. And I do that out of a, out of a loving place, zero condemnation. There is no condemnation, right? But there is a good thing that is about possibly convicting us to change our ways. And so I've got a really thought-provoking question that I have asked myself. And I feel the Lord has also asked in another season. And it's helped me to get really honest with myself and my life and all the things that I really want to challenge you today. So we're going to be um, really honest and really raw and really real. And that question is um, sparked by this International Women's uh, Day that was just passed. And so I created a post on Facebook and it was about being the woman. And I'm actually going to pull it up here. Um, It was about being the woman that you know, you want to be and that we want to be. I think so often, especially as entrepreneurs and we want to inspire people and we want to post about all these amazing things on, on whether it's Instagram or Facebook or wherever, that we kind of get stuck in inspiration mode and teaching mode. And sometimes we can forget that we should actually be living that. And so here's the post that I wrote, strong women who know who they are in Christ. May we know them, may we be them, and may we raise them. Sister friends, we cannot afford to not be who God created us to be. It is our inheritance, and it is the key for our future generation to have role models. May we not just talk about her, but actually be the woman we want our daughters, nieces, granddaughters, friends, and the next generation to be. Hashtag goals. Happy International Women's Day, sister friends. Okay, so that really got me to thinking about this question that I know I have personally asked and I have had to sit with myself and I think I've really thought about who would want my life and is the person that I'm posting about on Facebook or Instagram or wherever, all the other platforms that we have today, would people really want that life? And there was a season of my life where from the outside looking in, from the world's perspective, people wanted my life. A lot of people wanted my life and they would message me and say, how are you doing it? Give me your tips. Give me your tools. All the things so much that even in that I would feel guilty because I'm like, I don't know. I would answer so many people, God, it's like favor. I don't even know. 
I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to answer you except the favor of God, which totally was true, which is why I have the Garden of Favor framework program coming to you. Uh, for those of you who have a business and you want to scale it, you want to know how to get to that next level. And um, I want to I want to teach you the tools and the mindset strategy and kingdom strategy about how to do that. But all that to say that I would literally I remember hiring my very first business coach and I sat in her office sobbing. And I would say everyone wants what I have or so they think it, but behind closed doors, they don't know this girl crying. They don't know this girl stressed. They don't know this girl. At the time, I felt like a horrible mother. Um, I had so much mom guilt because I was neglecting my family because this business was taking over my life. Honestly, my husband and I didn't even know what date night was because, well, the business was taking over my life. I was doing all these things, whether it was trainings or um, traveling. I was traveling a lot and I got to spend you know, I got to do what I love to do, which is teach, but it really wasn't complimenting my family and the season that we were in. It was complicating it. And not only that, but I had so much stress and our bodies uh, process stress in different ways. And my body processed stress by an autoimmune disease. Another awesome thing to get on top of all the other stresses of the world. But I was literally internally and externally bleeding, um, couldn't hold down food, all the yucky stuff. I won't get into all the details, but all of that to say, I thought I, I thought I was dying. I thought I had cancer and I thought, man, who, you can't take money to the grave. You can't take a title to the grave. You can't take um, accolades to the grave like this. Like there, there's got to be a better way. There has to be. People who are successful, they could not survive like this because I, I can't survive doing this. And I literally would ask myself, who would want my life? They would maybe want my Pinterest worthy, my Facebook worthy, my Instagram story worthy life because I was showing all of those things. But behind closed doors, people did not want my life. They didn't want the crying Heather, the stressed out Heather, the anxiety ridden Heather, the Heather that would say, God, you're good, but, and then doubting his goodness. And so my question to you today, my friend, is that would the woman on the other side of the Instagram worthy story or post or whatever, would she really want your life? And I've actually been asked this question two different times and two different ways that I not only have been asked the question, but then I asked myself the question because there was a season of my life where I was experiencing the success of the world. I had the money. I had the popularity. I had the title. I had the, the, the success, the power, the, all that stuff, right? And I didn't even want my life. I literally did not want my life. Um, I, I was like, how? And that's why I hired my first business coach was to help her help me to have her help me figure out how I could have more like harmony. And a lot of you use the word balance. I don't believe in balance, but more harmony in my life because I wanted things to flow better. I wanted a business and a calling that complemented my life, not complicated. And at some point it got to the point where I said, the money's not worth it. The title's not worth it. The car payment's not worth it. The success, uh, the trips are not worth it. I'm miserable. Who would want my life? And then there was another season of my life when I did lose all of that. 
Um, I was terminated from a company. They accused me of doing something that I didn't do. I lost everything overnight. Woke up one morning, 27 weeks pregnant with my third child with no business, no paycheck coming in. But as the Lord started to heal my heart, and as I learned truly how to trust in him with everything, I learned how to seek him with all of my heart, all of my soul, and all of my mind. I learned what it was like to actually, for the first time, experience biblical rest, which is not inactivity, by the way. Biblical rest is trusting in God and a abiding in him and getting out of that striving mode. I mean, imagine 27 weeks pregnant with your third child. You are the only one working, bringing in an income at the time in your home with three other little, you know, three, well, my husband doesn't have little eyes, but you know, two other little sets of eyes staring at you and a husband who was amazing and supportive. And he was absolutely incredible through all of that. Um, but I felt the pressure. I felt like it was all on me. And then the Lord walked me through, excuse me, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. But as the Lord started to heal my heart, and as the Lord started to show me that I actually could trust in him, everything, my finances, my health, and I will say, um, by the grace of God and all glory to God, I am healed from the autoimmune disease that wreaked havoc on my life for over a year. It's a big deal that I get to eat salads today. I couldn't, I didn't used to get to eat salads because it would just, it would rip apart my stomach and not pretty. All of that to say that as the Lord started to heal me physically, spiritually, the biggest healing emotionally, relationally. He restored relationships that were broken in that season and got rid of ones that he showed me why they weren't meant to come into my new season. My family, I got to actually like learn biblical priorities, God, then marriage, then family, children, and then business. I was building that business for God's glory. I was making Jesus famous. I actually had that shirt said, my goal is to make Jesus famous. And it is, but I don't want any self-righteousness tied to that. Truly to make God famous. And so that the world does know, Jesus told us to go and tell, right? But there were some things out of whack. And while I was saying I was doing it for those things, and I was building a business for my family, air quotes, right? I was building a business for my family. I actually was doing it wrong because God wasn't first. I wasn't giving God my first and then my husband and then my children and then my business. It was like, eh, sometimes God got the first, you know, sometimes the kids, it was all over. I was all out of whack. All of that to say that as he healed my heart and he showed me how to do life and do business with him and not just for him and how he showed me kingdom blueprints and kingdom strategy and how I could do things different than the world told me I had to do it because I'm a child of God and God doesn't care about the algorithm. God doesn't care about your marketing newest platform strategy. If you have a message and you open your mouth because God tells you to open your mouth, he will fill it with the right words and he will help those words reach the ears that need to hear it. That goes counterculture to everything that we're taught today in marketing, though. Like, we forget that we serve a supernatural God. 
supernatural. So as the Lord started to heal my heart and I started to really get these things in place and I actually started to have joy in my life, regardless of my circumstances, regardless of um, all of the, the life changes that I had to go through, you know, obviously losing a business, we had to learn how to relearn how to budget and spend differently. And we had to change our spending habits a lot. Um, all kinds of stuff that the Lord taught us and, and, you know, what I learned in that season. But then as I started to experience joy and I got excited to want to talk about the changes that the Lord was making inside my heart and inside my mind about my identity in Christ and, and, and God's identity and God's character and God's nature. And he wasn't an angry God mad at me for making um, a bad choice or a bad a, a decision, not even tied to this, but just in general, but that he's a loving father. He is my Papa. He is my Abba father who loves me so much, so much that he would leave the 99 just to come find me. And that one line in that song, um, oh, Defender is so good. I mean, I used to listen to that song in my office and sob. He's my defender. When I thought I lost me, he knew where I found me. He reintroduced me to his love. Oh, it makes me want to cry right now. But as God started to reintroduce me to his love, and as I started to get excited about the restoration process that he was doing on the inside of my heart, that question popped up again as I started to even think about sharing on social media and showing other people that I'm alive and I'm okay. I'm actually better than okay. But that question would creep in. Who would want my life? I don't have the eight figure business anymore. I'm not number in the top 10 of a, of a network marketing company anymore. You know, I don't even have as big of a following on social media as I used to. What do I have? What are the material things that I have that would entice people to want to follow me and attract people to me? And that's when the God would ask me, like, who would want what you have? Heather, let's take a look at what do you have? And what I realized I had, I had the most important thing, the most precious thing, the most joyful thing, regardless of your circumstances, the best thing that anybody could ever want. But I'm like, how am I going to sell Jesus to people? Because then people will think, well, she doesn't have this anymore. She doesn't have that. Or maybe she hasn't reached that again. And who would want what I have? But who would want what I have when I had it all? Sister friend, would somebody want your life? And for the first time, I could say, yes, somebody would want my life. And it has nothing to do with the car I drive or the amount of money I have in a bank account or even the relationship that I have with my husband or my kids, although those are really important. And I do think we're going to talk a little bit about those things. But truly, it was because of you know, I've said before, it's like, you might think you want the product I have or the business that I have or the life that I have, but what you want is the Jesus that I have. And beyond that, it's not just having Jesus because I've had Jesus in my heart for a very long time. I grew up in a Christian home and accepted Jesus as a child into my life and have gone astray and, and back and forth, believe the 99. He found me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for that, for your grace and your mercies are new every morning. Um, but not just having 
this, the God that I have and Jesus and salvation, but having the intimacy that I have with him. And that's like the next level of my heart's desire is to teach women and show women and walk alongside women to have a deeper intimacy and a deeper relationship with the Lord because there is more. And whether or not you want to go for more is your choice, right? We do have free will. We have a choice. But when I started to discover the more and I thought, wow, who wouldn't want this? Who wouldn't want the creator of the universe to speak to them? And God has spoken to me in so many different ways over the last few years. And I will say he has been speaking the whole time. I just didn't know. I didn't even know what to look for. And there was so much noise from the outside world that my ears were clogged and my eyes were blinded by stuff from the world, right? But when God started to heal my heart and he started to take me to deeper depths of knowing who he is and how much he loves me, that question would come about and I would think, oh my goodness, who wouldn't want what I have? Who wouldn't want this? And that's my heart's desire to share with you how you can go deeper with the Lord. And so my question to you today, sister friend, whereas we're going to iron sharpen iron today, the whole reason I even started a Facebook community years ago on Facebook, if you're not in Garden of Favor, Bloom Society, get over there. I'd love to connect with you, see a face. I'm actually recording this podcast live in a video right now. And it's kind of weird because I kind of see myself over to the right of me, like doing all my hand gestures. But, um, you know, I feel like there's a little bit of a disconnect with y'all. I've shared this before on a podcast. And so I was talking with somebody who um, does production. Shout out to Tiffany. Um, and she's like, why don't you try it? Why don't you record yourself? See what it's like. So I don't know. You might end up seeing this in video format eventually. But all that to say um, that I want people who are following you online or who come in contact with you in the line at Starbucks or Target or Walmart or the grocery store or wherever you are to want your life not because of the clothes you're wearing and the 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 hair that you have or the ring that you have or the purse or the car or whatever but because of the Jesus that resides inside of you that there is a light that shines so bright that they just are like what is that that's different and I want that whatever that is give me that We get so tied up in posting the perfect picture and I am guilty of it too. I used to take 50 pictures of the same, you know, in the same light, in the same angle, or, you know, just tilting my head a little bit each way to try to make me look thinner or make me look prettier or whatever. I'm to the point now where I'm like, I take one and I'm pretty much good with it. I only take like two or three usually. But are we so concerned about that that we forget that God looks at the heart And not only that, but, you know, people are looking for something different. And so are we the people that we're posting about? Are we truly being the women who we would want our children and our nieces and our our friends and all the future generation to be? We can get so wrapped up in inspiring people and encouraging people that we forget what goes on behind the scenes and that the what the Lord sees in the dark is what he blesses in public. Jesus said that in the gospel. When he was teaching, he said, what the Father sees in secret, he will bless in the public places, in in, in front of people. And so my question to you today is, is your life behind closed doors? Would somebody want it? 
And are you too wrapped up and concerned about creating this picture-perfect, Pinterest-worthy, Facebook, Instagram-worthy picture or post and words that really at the end of the day when you hit submit and you get your whatever likes and, and you're laying down in your bed at night, you're not even happy with the life that you have. If that is the case, my friend, there is a better life in store for you. God does have good plans for you. He does want to prosper you, not to harm you. He wants to give you a hope in the future. Jesus came so that you can have life and have it to the full. If your social media isn't a reflection of your hidden season and your hidden space with the Lord, I want to challenge you. What's going on in the dark? What's going on in the secret? And I'll be the first to admit, I have taken a really cute picture of my kids, got them positioned, and literally after I snapped the picture, I lost my cool. So there are four specific areas that I really want to challenge you today to take a a microscope and look into and say, okay, behind the stories, behind the post, would somebody want my life? And I'm actually reflecting who I would want my daughter to be. Am I actually reflecting who I would want my niece to be or the next whatever of the um, United States who you'd want to follow, right? Like I think there's so much of this women empowerment going on and I'm not opposed to it, but I think that when we're following women, we they should be women of integrity and character and have morals and truly be women we would want our children to be able to look up to in the secret places. Not just what comes out of the mouth. It is easy to post a Bible verse. It's a whole other thing to live it. It is easy to purchase a shabby, chic Bible verse and put it up above your fireplace. It is a whole other thing to live it. It's easy for me to even speak about these things on a podcast. It's easy for preachers, you know, who are called to the pulpit to preach about those things. But are they living that way in private? Because what the Father sees in secret, he will bless. And in public places. So four areas. Number one, I want you to just think about these things, reflect on them with you and your quiet time with the Lord. And if there are any areas that he's highlighting to you that could use some work, I want you one, if you want to reach out to me, ask for specific prayer around an area, I would be love to pray for you or with you. Um, And then other than that, ask the Lord to help you give you discernment, give you wisdom, give you tools, give you strategies to help you in this area so that what you're doing in secret is actually Pinterest worthy. Number one is your relationship with God. Are you trying to inspire other women to have intimacy with the Lord and understand who he is, read her Bible, pray and read in all the things and maybe go to church and do all the outside actionable, you know, things that people see? but you're actually struggling with that behind closed doors. If that's the case, I want to help you. Next area is your marriage. It's devastating to see people post about their marriage and how amazing it is. And then not too much longer later, you see that they're getting a divorce. Their Christmas photos are so cute and so perfect and so amazing, but yet behind, like, something's been going on behind closed doors that that picture that they posted has, it's not true. 
And let me just warn you, the enemy is after the family. The enemy is after moms and dads, husbands and wives being together. He wants to separate your family. And he wants your kids to be confused and to not feel loved and to not understand all the things. He is after the nuclear family. It's very clear that we see that in our society today. He is after you and your husband. So is your husband and is your marriage a priority? Or does your husband come home exhausted? You come home exhausted. He's on his phone. You're on your phone. And before you know it, it's, you know, one in the morning and you both fell asleep. And there was no intimate conversation or how your day was or whatever. And then the next day it happens again. And the next day, and before you know it, you are like you haven't dated your husband in such a long time. Is your marriage something that somebody else would like? And let me encourage you with this. If it is not, you cannot change your husband. Let me repeat that again. You not only cannot change your husband, you are not responsible for changing your husband. What you are responsible for is interceding for him. What you are responsible for is praying for him. What you are responsible for is how you react to him in a Christ-like manner. And what you also, I believe, are responsible for is communicating with him. How you feel from a loving place, from a non-judgmental place. You can't change your husband and you weren't meant to. You can only change yourself. So focus on that. If you haven't read The Five Love Languages, it's awesome. And if you haven't read His Needs, Her Needs, it's also awesome. I'm actually attending a marriage group tonight at my church. It's all around the book based on His Needs, Her Needs. It's pretty interesting. It's very similar to The Five Love Languages. But if you haven't read either one of those, I highly encourage it. Um, it'll help you grow into that, you know, have a really healthy marriage. And the one doctor, his entire goal is to prevent divorces. Can I get an amen? Because the enemy is after you. And that's why George and I signed up. We're like, we don't really have issues that we like know of, that we feel, but we're going to go to prevent it. Prevent any issues. Get thee behind me, Satan. All right. The next area that I think a lot of moms who also happen to be entrepreneurs fib a bit. I know it was me too. I was posting all the pictures, but meanwhile, like I said, I was losing my cool two seconds later with my kiddos. Motherhood. Are you actually being the mom that you would want to be? And listen, I know there's this big thing about mom guilt, but the Lord has also shown me there is truth in mom conviction. And the Lord showed me I was putting my business before my kids. And that my kids were not a priority. And the very reason I was building my business in the first place was I could be home with my kids. But then I was home with my kids and not spending any time with my kids because I was so busy doing all the other things and including my business. And a lot of moms are like, how did you do it? How did you do it? And I'm like, well, I didn't do a lot of it right. Hence why I'm here today to tell you there's a better way. I'm going to give you this tip today because I feel like it's fitting for this um, episode. I could have done it in another one, but So one of the things that I really um, have struggled with is like really wanting to and enjoying like getting down on the floor and playing with my kids. I said it and I'm here to admit it because I think another mom needs to hear this. And you, if you want to judge me, that's okay. The Lord knows my heart. But truly, I've never desired to be a stay-at-home mom. I've never desired to like bake and cook and I don't even like that stuff myself, let alone like my kids doing it. And yes, I have done those things and I've had fun with it, but it's not like a regular thing that I love doing with my kids. I don't like playing video games with my oldest. I don't enjoy playing Barbies with my 
with my four-year-old who critiques every little thing that I say. And if I don't say the right thing, she corrects me. Funny enough, my mom said I was the same way. Um, But all of that to say, I don't really enjoy playing with my kids sometimes. And that sounds terrible. So much to where I have cried to a mentor before and said, like God changed my heart. Like, I don't, I don't know how to show them that I love them and that I care about them. And I do want to experience life with them and be with them. And she gave me one of the best tips ever. And she said, you know what I did? Cause she could resonate with that same struggle. And she said, what she did was she set a timer for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever she had for that day. But every day she set a timer for each kid And she spent undivided attention with that child for 15 minutes. And when the timer went off, it was the next kid's turn. Now hearing that, I was like, 10 minutes. That's almost like an insult, right? But try it. Try it. I know when I first did it, I was like, oh, okay. Okay, this is doable. I can do this. You know, maybe I could do 15. Okay. And it depends on the day. It depends on how much time we have. Like this morning was bath time. So while the two were, you know, were getting a bath, I did my one-on-one time with the other one. So it looked a little different. But all of that to say that intentionally, that is one of my goals for the next 90 days is to be very consistent with spending undivided attention with each child. And one child that wasn't very hard I feel like my oldest has got a ton of my time and a ton of my attention but now that I have three and they're all at different stages it's been really challenging it's why homeschool has been challenging too it's hard to developmentally speak to each one and keep them all entertained at the same time and so it's yeah it's it's a challenge all that to say this has really helped me and I know that my kids love it because they ask me is it mommy me time? Is it my time? Do I get to go first today? And I keep a little tally on our, like who gets to go first for the day and I rotate. Um, but it also makes me feel like a better mom. It really does make me feel like I am doing a good job and giving them my heart and my undivided attention. Um, so I encourage you to try that if you struggle with mom guilt and or you truly know that, hey, maybe this is mom conviction. Like you're not looking at your kids as a blessing, but you're looking at your kids as a burden. And I have had to repent of that myself. God, thank you for my babies. They're amazing. But in the chaos of life and when the world's constantly saying, oh, moms, you can do more, which yes, you can. I do believe that God has called many mothers to something else. If, you know, specifically moms, yes, I think there is that other side of it where you forget to dream with God. But then there's the other side is that you've dreamed too much on your own that you have forgotten your main priority, which is your home, which is your first ministry, which is your first priority. That was me. Okay. I've shared that a lot. So I'll go on. And then the next thing is your business. Would somebody want your business? And I don't mean the money. Because remember, I had the money in the beginning and I knew nobody wanted what I had. People would ask me, how are you doing what you do? And I'd say, you don't want to know because you wouldn't do it. And I don't recommend it either. That was my honest answer to women at the season of my life where I was finally so sick and tired of pretending that I had the best life ever to recruit one more woman or to um, inspire one more person. I was like, no, I'm sick of living this fake life. I want you all to know I'm bleeding. I feel sick. I can't even eat. I you know, having like all the things that I'm feeling terrible, like a terrible mother, I'm feeling like a terrible wife. And I just, I I got to the place where like I hated my business. So would somebody really want your business? Would they want it? 
Like, do you really have a good mission? Do you really have a good vision of what you're doing and where you're going and who you're helping and what? And if not, my friend, I want to help you. Where there is no vision, the people will perish. If your priorities are out of whack, sister friend, I want to help you. I have been there where my business came first and the mom guilt and the wife guilt were crazy. And I have been there. It's the entire reason I created Bloom Academy, where I walk you through hand in hand how to really till the soil of your heart, prepare it to make it healthy and rich so that when the Lord gives you the thing, the purpose, the calling, when you plant the seeds of that, it is guaranteed to flourish because you know how to take care of it. You know how to cultivate a healthy, joyful life because you have your priorities straight. God first, then marriage, then motherhood, then your business. If that's you and you're like, you know what, I'm doing this wrong. I want to encourage you. One, the Lord is not condemning you. He is saying, my daughter, I have so much more for you. But because you are not stewarding what you have now, I'm not going to take you to the next level. The Lord promises to take us from glory to glory. But you're stuck in this glory because the Lord's saying, baby girl, take care of your mess. Take care of your current responsibilities. Be grateful and thankful and faithful with the little so that I can take you to the much. God has big plans for you. He does. He promises. The Bible is full of promises about what God has for you. And God's a good father. He is not yelling at you saying you're a terrible person, you're a terrible wife, you're a terrible mother. No, he's giving you an opportunity to break down all the walls, to get down to the foundation of your life and your heart and build this thing from a healthy place. God first, then marriage, then motherhood, then your business. Who would want your life? I hope that you can sit there today and say, any woman would want my life. And it's not because of the things that I possess from a worldly perspective, but it's because of the things that I possess from a heavenly perspective. And that's our jobs. To bring on earth as it is in heaven, right? To usher the way on earth as it is in heaven. Are we living from a heavenly perspective? Are you walking in that fullness? Are you walking in your calling? If not, I want to invite you to join me in an amazing group of women for the third round of Bloom Academy, where I'm going to walk alongside you and you're going to have an amazing group of small group of women who are going to walk alongside you to do the same. I believe it will be your best investment for 2021. Father God, thank you so much for that question, who would want my life? And in a season of my life where everybody thought they wanted it, they really didn't because I didn't have my priority straight. But God, thank you for turning that around so that I can confidently and truly answer, yes, yes, you'd want my life. And it has nothing to do with my car. It has nothing to do with the material possessions that I have. It has everything to do with you and my relationship with you. 
Lord, I pray for the ears that are hearing this today, Lord, that she is getting a stirring in her heart, that she knows that her priorities are out of whack and that you want to break down the walls and break down the, the empire that she has built so that you can build a kingdom business on a solid, healthy, rich foundation. God, I pray that if she is I'm hearing this and she knows that there is some work to do, God, that she knows again, there is no condemnation. Your mercies are new every morning and that you're a good, good father. You want to help her do better. And if I am part of that piece to that puzzle, Lord, I pray that you give her confidence and clarity that she's supposed to join Bloom Academy. And if not, Lord, I pray that you continue to speak to her heart into these, into these different areas of her life to help her have a life that is representative of the heavenly perspective and our identity and our uh, everything our inheritance that of what you have created for us to experience here on earth just as it is in heaven god we love you we thank you and we praise you in jesus name amen